Hey love, welcome to the Selfish Bay Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike O.C. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love-inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. beautiful selfish babes it is your girl Olenike Osibawale here with another selfish babe selfish talk podcast and I'm so excited for our new guest today her name is Erin Lyons and she is at the real sacred hustle on Instagram say hello Erin hi everybody so excited to be here now for the selfish babes who do not know you please tell us a little bit about yourself Absolutely. So I am Erin Lyons, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, I'm now here in NYC for the last four years. I am an angelic and galactic channel and healer, I'm also the founder of Sacred Hustle, um, which is all about manifesting your best life. So I'm, I'm huge into manifestation um, and I use all of my spiritual gifts to empower people to create their dream reality and quantum shift their whole reality. So there's a few things that you said. And by the way, I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> but I know there's two things that we have to clear up, which is channeling as well as quantum. And so in terms of uh, describing yourself, you said an angelic channeler. What you yes, say? angelic and galactic, yes. What does that mean? Sure. So um, we've all heard about angels, right, at some point. You know, whether you come from a religious background or more of a spiritual background, um, you know, most people are familiar with the term angel. So I channel the angelic realm. And what that means is that I, I'm able to communicate with these multidimensional beings of light and love. And it's really telepathic or it can be through, um, I'm also clear sentient. So it's through feeling or sometimes it's through, um, they'll trace me back to a memory within my own life that will help me kind of like bring a lesson full circle that I'm, a message that I'm I meant to give to someone else if that makes sense so there's so many different ways that all of my spirit guides communicate with me and how other um multi-dimensional beings communicate with me but the main one I would say is telepathic so I do a lot of automatic writing um just getting out my laptop and I'm just typing and everything is just kind of coming through or it can be through a series of download downloads of information where I'm just like okay whoa that was definitely I was definitely channeling that so it comes in so many different ways I love that now now when you say the angel realm is this like specifically like when two people talk about archangels or is like there's so many more angels that we don't know about Exactly. So there are actually so many more angels um, that people are unaware of. And even when it comes to the universe, a lot of people don't understand how ordered, how orderly and systematic it is, um, where there are different orders of, of angels who have different roles and different jobs. So um, I work with the archangels and I really work with any ninth order angels and above. Um, so yes, and they all have different roles and, and different things that they're here to do for us. <laughs> well, I know my selfish friends. I know I'm not the only one. Okay, so how do you know it's the ninth order and like who represents the ninth order? I know you said there is different orders, but how do you know specifically that this is the order? 
Right. So for me, I would say it goes by vibration and like intensity of the message. So if it's coming from an archangel, I'll feel that energy around me. Right. And I'll even the name will pop in, into my consciousness. So I do a lot of work with Archangel Michael. That's someone that most people are familiar with. But there are so many more, literally so many more. Um, but it really it feels on the vibration or I'm sorry, I feel it based on the vibration, um, the energy that's just around me and yeah it's all it happens so naturally for me that it's hard to explain because everything's just happening within my consciousness at the same time <laughs> okay so i have a lot of questions for you i know like you know this is probably more than we yeah, go ahead, go ahead. recently okay so for the selfish babes that are like well i have heard about archangels i really don't know about too much about them i don't want you to go through all of them but would you be able to specifically talk about archangel michael just a little bit because i know you said that you specifically work with him sometimes yes so archangel michael is really great for protection um i'm actually i'm in channel right now so he's telling me um he's great for protection he's great when you need a boost of faith when you're just feeling really insecure in the moment so um lower level vibrations such as fear doubt worry anxiety discomfort he's even saying when you need to speak your truth so i know recently he did a throat chakra activation on me um which really just helped me to stand more firmly in my truth so that's something he can work on you with um if you feel that you need that and i'm hearing that he's already working with so many of you and you don't even know it so <laughs> I love it. Okay, ma'am. No, this is, I said, I tell you, I love it. I love that. <laughs> okay, so on the Selfish Great, po Selfish Great Podcast, we talk about spirituality a lot. And I know that you guys know that I usually talk about ancestor veneration, Santeria, Ifa, or like African spiritual practices, because that's what I do. And so I'm very open about that. But I'm also very open about other spiritual practices and other guys that people have. So I'm really grateful to be able to have you, Aaron, on the show because you're giving a different perspective. Now, when I was talking to Aaron before we started, I was telling her, like, you do go by her, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, I just want to make sure. Yeah. But I was telling her that, um, I, I have usually seen a lot of white women or white men talk about light language. And I've heard about it. I've heard them speak a little bit about it, but I still don't know too much about it. And at one point I was on Instagram and I had stumbled upon Erin's page and I had seen one of her videos where she was speaking light language. And I said, wow, I've never seen a black woman speak light language or talk about it. And for me, that was just very interesting because, you know, how do I say? It's just, it's just nice to see us in different realms. And now my podcast, my podcast is very global. It's more than just Black women. But when things stand out for me being a Black woman, I'm going to make sure I tell you guys the reason why. Aaron stood out to me. And I'm like, wow, I've never seen this. And so I know my selfish babes are even asking right now, well, what is light language, Olinke? Would you be able to go into that a little bit, Aaron? Yes, and I'm so happy that you asked me about light language and, you know, being a Black woman, me coming into all of these spiritual gifts um, also wasn't easy for me, just the, the way that I was raised, right? I was raised Baptist Christian, um, and so I had all these sort of subconscious blockages, um, again, relating back to speaking your truth and standing in your truth, where we'll be like, okay, like black people do not do stuff like this. I cannot show up doing this online. But I just had all of this support from just my spirit guides and just knowing that this was a part of my divine, my divine mission to awaken consciousness. So um, I think a basic, if you want a basic understanding of what light language is, it is channeled sound vibrations and dialect from what I call source itself. So that would be God. Um, however, you know, you, you term that for yourself from the angelic realm, from different star beings and galactic beings, um, from ascended masters, really any advanced level of consciousness, light language can be channeled from that source of energy, from that source of consciousness. It can also be channeled from your own soul, your own higher self. So everyone's light language will sound different and when you listen to it you'll you'll notice that um most languages don't sound the same because the sound vibrations are being filtered through that person's own unique soul tone and frequency right so everything within the universe is sound and vibration right um and so when when we're channeling these frequencies 
that's why it, it comes out as something that doesn't necessarily translate to English, but even English has its own vibration, right? It, it represents energy, words represent energy. So that's what we're doing. We're channeling energy um, from different consciousnesses for the purpose of activating certain DNA. So um, what's going on on earth right now is that humans are awakening to their multidimensional nature, right? Our full, your full soul self has not been present in this physical body. One, because of the level of density, meaning that in this, in the realm that we exist in, um, the vibration is much lower. So other aspects of our soul exist in other dimensions, but um, as of now, all of the higher selves have sort of just sort of decided that um, we want to raise the consciousness on the planet and really bring heaven down to earth. To do that, our DNA structure has to upgrade to be able to hold that level of light consciousness in our body. So when I'm channeling light language, what I'm doing is I'm awakening and activating different aspects of your multidimensional self so you can hold those higher levels of consciousness. Uh, sorry if I was a bit long-winded, but just wanted to give you guys just like a really um, more in-depth, you know, explanation. Well, I, I appreciate that. And so when you had said the end that when you're channeling the light language, it's activating the DNA. Is it activating the DNA of the person listening to you? Yes, it is. So when it comes to light language, your soul is going to know how to take. Um, so within light language, there are what we call light codes, right? Your unique soul and higher self is going to know how to take those light codes and integrate it into your own soul template um, in a way that it benefits you for your highest good and your highest expansion. So even when I'm speaking light language and I in and it's for a, a particular there's a particular intention behind it. So if I, let's say I'm doing like a heart chakra activation, every soul is still gonna experience that light language differently. And your soul is gonna take those codes and integrate it in the way that you that you need. Okay, so, okay, so I have another question. First of all, when you were first, <laughs> when you first, cause I'm gonna ask you about your spiritual journey cause I definitely wanna hear more about that. But when you first, like started like started speaking like language do you remember your first experience or how that was or what came to you and then to be able to be like okay I'm going to record this and put this out on the internet <laughs> tell me about that yes yes so for me as it I've always been spiritual and that we'll get into that in a bit but as it specifically pertains to light language it took me I wasn't the person that it just naturally came to and it just came out of my mouth and I was like oh my gosh what is this that wasn't my experience my experience was I actually had a session with another woman she's also a black woman um she's phenomenal Melissa Bates look her up guys um and She's an angelic and galactic channel and healer as well. And so I'm in this session with her and she's, you know, channeling my spirit team. And she's like, look, I have um, the Arcturian council. So that's my galactic star family. I'm an Arcturian starseed and I have the high angelic realm. And, you know, you're here to be a channel and a healer, right? Um, and I'm just like, oh, whoa okay, this is crazy. And, the, and so she's telling me like, you know, these are the gifts that you have that you're here to share and what you're here to do. And again, when she told me about light language, I was just like, I had never in a million years thought I would be here speaking light language. Um, and she did her light language and activated my gifts. And so I started speaking light language, but when it I had so much resistance to it at first because of the fear of what other people would think because of all of the subconscious blockages. And so um, my angelic guides really had to work with me on a daily basis to overcome those things, to do energy healings and activations and clearings on me so I could just be in my full light and be like, you know what, I'm here representing source God and, and this is just what it is um, but it took me a while to get to this level of confidence um, to even talk about it how I am right now but that was my experience and so that that's what happened <laughs> well, I'm a Victorian sister I'll say that really okay I was uh, working with somebody her name is Miss Pravala I really love her you guys can google Miss Pravala but she talks about like her galactic family's Venusian Venus and so I'm like okay. she was another black woman I, that I felt talked about like these galactic families and so 
when I had a session with her, she had mentioned that my nature is, is Octorian and she kind of went into it a little bit. And I was like, okay, like I still don't know too much about it. Literally, I'll be very honest about that. But that's what she said. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, so when you had mentioned that, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's funny that you're saying that because what uh, my Arcturian guides just shared was, well, yeah, why do you think you're having this conversation with her? Because this is really the first time that I'm doing a public podcast in this way about, you know, my journey and my story. So Arcturian soul sisters. <laughs> okay, so... I have more, a lot, a lot more questions, but I just want to point that out. But tell us about your spiritual journey, you know, because mm-hmm. where you're at now and where you're headed, and you had even mentioned your spiritual team, which I, I want to talk all about that too. But just let's just start start with your spiritual journey. How did it look? And I know you talked about. Um, I think you mentioned coming from the Baptist church, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a lot of subconscious blockages because of that. And so I know you mentioned your spiritual team helping you break through a lot of that, but tell us more about how did that all start again? Yeah, so I would say from a young age, I've always been extremely inquisitive um, as it pertains to spirituality and just had a lot of questions. So um, growing up, my my mother was Christian Baptist, but my father was actually Muslim. So um, some of you may know there was this huge sort of renaissance that happened in places like Detroit and even places in New York where a lot of um, black men were converting to Islam or black people in general were converting to Islam. So my father falls in the realm of someone who sort of had that experience. So um, just having two parents with totally separate religions, that from a very young age just made me question everything that had to do about church and and what's right and what's wrong and what's true. So I always felt this inner, just this inner conflict. It was just a huge question mark. And I can remember being extremely young, sitting in church and just feeling like something for me personally was out of alignment. I could not put my finger on it. I just couldn't, um, yeah, I just, I, I just didn't fully accept it, right? Or there was at least a question mark there. And then I would go to my father's house on the weekend, and so he would go to the the mosque where they the where they pray, and so I would do that with him. And to me, I just remember my father asking me like, "Oh, are you going to be Christian or Muslim?" And I was like, "I just want to be a good person." Yeah. And and I was five when I said that, and so I think. I was always gonna be on this spiritual journey. And I just kind of suppressed my knowingness and my questions because nobody could answer. My mom couldn't answer, my dad couldn't answer, nobody at church could answer. Like nobody had the answers that I was looking for. And so I kind of just put that on pause, but I would have moments where I would read the Bible and I would feel this loving presence around me. And I, I felt a strong connection to Jesus as a teacher, but not necessarily Christianity as a religion. And so I, I'd say in high school is when I really started um, experimenting and researching and doing my own studying on pretty much every religion and philosophy I could come across and compile that into my own understanding of what I believe to be true, um, which I felt was God is love. That that was the one message that just kind of weaved through any ideology that I could that I could come across. Um, God is love and that we are actually one with God. So that's what I took away from it. Um, when I went to college is really when the spiritual awakening started to just accelerate in a very strong way where I was getting into things that we consider to be more spiritual. So manifestation, I was learning about manifestation, law of attraction, all of that. And that just opened the door wide open to other things like um, mediumship and watching other mediums channel on YouTube and being like, wow, they're doing after death interviews of like these different (laughs) souls and the crazy stuff. Um, And then having a plant medicine experience. Um, So (laughs) actually the the first psychedelic that I kind of stumbled into was LSD. And it's funny when I tell this story because so one of my close friends, he's like, listen, he's like, you get it. You got everything conceptually, but you you don't understand. Like you need to experience this. (laughs) And I'm looking at him like he's crazy because I'm like, dude, like black people don't do these type of drugs. Like in my head, I was like, I'm not about to do crack with you. Like, no, but he convinced me um, 
to do it. So this is not something that I was like interested in or looking for. I literally stumbled into this LSD experience and I had a complete ego death. Um, me, myself is Aaron, completely dissolved. And I reunited with what I call source or God. And I knew what I was here to do. I didn't necessarily know what that was gonna look like, but really after that experience, um, it just activated me in a new way. I have a question. So in that experience, do you remember specifically in that experience, what happened for you to say that you had an ego death? You know, it's really hard to put, to translate into human um, terms because I, the human ego mind is all about logic, whereas the soul is all about just knowing. Um, and so when you reemerge with God, it's just pure total knowingness, right? You, you just remember that this is all there is and all that you ever have been. This is the only real truth. Um, and so I would even say more so coming down from the LSD, I still felt that higher consciousness um, present and I was able to more so have a dialogue instead of being like totally um, like immersed and wrapped up in it. Um, but I knew I was having an ego death because I could see that my personality, Aaron, was just a construct, right? That I have always existed before I had ever been born in incarnated into myself and became this person that I knew to be as Aaron, right? That it, I, I was the consciousness behind that individual, just the, the God source awareness behind um, that character. Yeah. Now, would you say that your LSD experience was a good experience or a bad experience? Mine was phenomenal. Actually the best. Hello, beautiful selfish babes. It is your girl, Olenike OC, bringing you a quick commercial break, advertising my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is my spiritual women's wellness company providing women with products to help them physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox, as well as to reconnect to their most sacred area, your vagina. And so if you're a woman wanting to really do a deep cleanse, a cleansing of the womb, want to detox your ex, or just want to release some negative energy surrounding your womb space, then you want to check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, which is our all-natural vaginal suppository that have helped thousands of women cleanse their wombs, as well as to add nourishing herbs into their wombs. A lot of women have suffered from menstrual cramps, PCOS, endometriosis, vaginal dryness, and overall stagnancy when it comes to the womb. And so a lot of women that have used our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls have been able to have, be wetter, have been able to get pregnant, have been able to reduce their menstrual cramps, have been able to get their periods on time. I've had women who were getting off birth control and couldn't get their cycles and they've used our goddess vaginal detox pearls and gotten their cycles remember it is not only a physical cleanse of the vagina because it is a vaginal detox but it's also a spiritual and emotional cleanse and so if you're a woman out there looking for something like that check out our goddess vaginal detox pearls as well as our queen's complete vaginal steaming set it is our in-home vaginal steaming system so that you can start reconnecting your vagina for 20 minutes a week once a week through vaginal steaming okay and then we also have our Pussy Power Wash, which is our Rose Quartz All-Natural Vaginal Wash with real, okay, Yoni Pussy Affirmations that I have written on the back. And so if you want to, you know, start using a more spiritual wash, an all-natural wash just for your vagina, that's going to give you that all-natural tingling sensation, then check out our Pussy Power Wash. And you can order all these products at www.goddessdetox.org as well as follow at goddessdetox at Instagram on Instagram. All right, we're getting back to the conversation. Thing that ever happened to me in my life, um, and I've actually never had a bad trip, thankfully, um, but I have seen where things could go south, and I'm just thankful that it never happened. Um, but yeah, I, a, a, beautiful, a beautiful experience. And for anybody listening to this, if you feel a call to have, you know, a psychedelic experience, I would say set the intention um, for, for what you would like to get out of it. Um, 
and to set measures to just protect yourself. So maybe have someone there who's going to trip sit you. So your, your mind doesn't get the opportunity to just wander and then create, you know, all these distorted experiences. Um, so yeah, just be intentional with, with what you do. I'm glad that you said that, Erin, because I was going to say, for my selfish babes listening, <laughs> you know that we're going to talk all truths and authentic experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, I condone anything. And are you going to be like, oh my God, I heard this, so I'm going to do this? No. But <laughs> are we open to it? Because I had a whole podcast on plant medicine. I talked to you guys about my ayahuasca experience. And I think that's episode number 13. It's somewhere, it's an old, old episode where I had somebody come onto the podcast, Chef Aki, I believe. And she talked about um, ayahuasca and the benefits of how that has helped her in her life and other people. Now, in terms of me, I've had my own mushroom experience as well. And for me, like Erin had just mentioned that her LST experience is very phenomenal. I think that's amazing. My mushroom experience, girls, girl. Wait, I feel like yeah. I died a thousand times and I was, it was not fun. So, you know what? I'm happy that you mentioned that because I tend to usually reference just like the peak moment all this love bliss yes this is it but i did forget about to get there you have to overcome your ego right you know overcoming that ego is extremely painful there are tears everybody like when i say tears beyond belief total reality shattering truths um you're you're really looking at yourself in the mirror so yes not to cut you off but i'm happy you mentioned <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so I mean, I know everybody has different experiences, but I know for me, I'm just like, I remember my mushroom, it was a, it was a ceremonial mushroom experience. We were all outside in a circle with the shaman. It was in Atlanta. And it was, it was like, I just remembered a few things walking around dancing that I remembered like feeling like I died multiple times. Like that's literally mm-hmm. how I felt. I feel like in that session, everybody was having their, their journeys kind of peacefully but mine was not peaceful like the shaman had to keep his uh attention on me the whole time and that was kind of like my ayahuasca experience like everybody's having their journeys i'm walking around like try to say i was not sitting still and so um i'm glad that i did it would i do that amount of mushroom again no but have i taken smaller micro doses of mushroom and i've had pleasant experiences yes because for me um that that that's the more experience that I like. And I know personally the message that I got from Spirit was that I don't necessarily need to have those higher levels of psychedelics. But there are some people, for example, like for you, you had this experience and for you, you were able to keep that connection, I believe, with your higher self and higher consciousness. For some people, they need that along their journey. Now when I say this, I'm just talking about me and my mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I'm just really glad that Aaron was able to mention that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like this conversation is breaking down so many walls and barriers when it comes to black women. Yes, on <laughs> psychedelics, everybody's journey is going to be different, right? Because we've all had we've all had so many um, experiences, and not just in this current lifetime across past and parallel lifetimes there are so many things that are embedded within your unique sort of soul blueprint and so when you're having a psychedelic experience it's a multi-dimensional experience you're breaking through layers and layers and layers of ego so it's different for each of us right because everything that you believe to be true about yourself is going to be challenged for some people they react to that like their ego is so persistent and they don't want to let go of like the identity and it can be really difficult for other people they can just kind of like more easily accept it and it it also depends on um the age of your soul that's a whole different conversation but so yeah so whatever you experience just know it's sacred and and it's meant for you i love that okay so i think i have more questions i'm trying to figure out which one i want to ask next And the one that's coming to me is like, I know you mentioned that there's, there are some things internally that you had to overcome and your guys and spirit guys were working with you so that you're able to stand in your authentic voice as your authentic selves. Now, how were you able to perceive that? Like, you know, let's say that I'm a selfish babe that wanted to sit with my guides and I wanted them to do healing work on me to help me shift through some things. How would I do that? Because you mentioned that they helped you kind of push past those things within yourself. Mm-hmm. 
I think, um, so for me as a channel, it was easy for me to just receive the messages directly into into directly receive where my blockages were. And then once I saw through them, I could release them and I could move beyond them. I think for someone who's still getting used to uh, listening to your higher self and receiving higher messages, I think meditation is extremely important because there's so much um, inner chatter, inner criticism. You need to get to a place to where you can you can start to receive higher insights beyond your own mind that is you know coming up with all these stories and scenarios and why you're not worthy enough to be this person and do this thing or why this might be bad or somebody might be thinking this about you like you have to be able to sit with yourself and your own soul will speak to you your own heart will speak to you god will speak to you and and show you um the flaws in in all of those distortions. Um, so I think meditation is huge. Um, I think being willing to commit yourself to your spiritual practices. So like spirituality is not something I do on the weekend, right? It's in every single living, breathing, breathing moment of my life that I'm challenging myself to one, um, be in a high vibration and two, to to truly challenge if the thoughts that I'm thinking are in alignment with my higher self. And I think you do that through noticing how you feel. If it feels good, then it's good. If it doesn't feel good, that's your higher self literally telling you, hey, there's something about this that isn't um, in alignment with the highest truth because if it were you would be experiencing that peace that excitement that that bliss. So when it came to my subconscious blockages, um, they were all tied to what I thought other people were going to think about me. And I had to remember that God's opinion of me is the only thing that matters and to, and to truly see the the sacredness in the work that I'm doing. Um, and that helped me to just release all of the like fear of judgment. I like that. Mm -hmm. what does meditation look like because i know you had mentioned meditating being a very important thing and i know for some people meditation looks different for some people it's writing it's dancing it's yoga for you what does it look like for me i am more of a silent meditator where i like complete silence um and and that's just because i receive so much insight on a daily basis that it's sometimes I just want nothing, right? And when I, it, it's almost like getting a break from myself or getting a break from existence to just be in that pure silence of nothingness. So I am a silent meditator. So every morning for at least 15 minutes, I sit, I focus on my breath until it just puts me into this like space where I'm completely zoned out. Um, I like to listen to focus on a different sound as well. So maybe an air conditioner, I just listen to that mm -hmm. until I just get into this state of flow. But I like how you mentioned that meditation looks different for everybody. So um, just listening to music can be, you know, it, I feel like meditation is all about pulling yourself into the present moment, right? You're not thinking about the past, what's for dinner, I got built, all these different things. You're just like, I'm just enjoying this moment. So for some of you, it could be cooking, like do that, right? It could be shopping, like shopping is really therapeutic for me too. So just whenever you're in flow, whenever you're in flow in the present moment, that is meditation. Now, I know you talk a lot about, um, or you reference your higher self, your higher self, your higher self. And I know, um, I know for a majority of people, they can understand that concept, but for those that are pretty new, how would you describe one's higher, higher self and what does that mean? Sure. Um, so there are two ways that I like to look at the higher self. Um, the first being God source consciousness. That is all of our higher self because we're all extensions of that energy that energy that consciousness has um fragmented itself into all of our individual souls for the purpose of having ind an individualized experience but ultimately that is your higher self so i refer to god source as my higher self and then i think your unique soul con soul's consciousness is your higher self meaning the 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 oversoul part of you that is consciously aware of all of your lifetimes that are happening simultaneously. So it's beyond your human identity. It's it's truly um, your higher self. <laughs> just right, the, the higher self from which you come, rather than the just the the self that you are in this lifetime. 
So as one is listening to this, how would one connect to their higher self? So something really cool uh, that I like to do is like making it experiential, being able to really experience God's presence or your higher self's presence is if you just focus on your breath, that literally God's consciousness is within everything. But focusing on your breathing and start thinking about, oh, like with every breath that I take, like God is contained within that breath. And then you're able to transcend this idea that God is separate from you. And then you're like, no, it's actually within me. It actually is me. And then once you start to like bridge that gap, um, what I'm hearing now is you'll have to stay tuned and find out for yourself what happens after that. <laughs> Cause God is gonna communicate to you, communicates to us all differently, right? And it doesn't look like, oh, this super holy figure that's gonna expect. The way that God communicates to me, y'all, is the way that I sound to myself. Like it's jokes, it's laughter, it's everything that's funny to me, it's everything that makes sense to me. But it's recognizing that that, that beingness is always with you and supporting you and around you and loving you. Just open yourself up to, okay, God is actually here right now. My higher self is here right right now. It's not somewhere else. It's literally here. Quiet yourself, tune into your breath, and just feel that energy sustaining you. And then you'll start to be able to consciously communicate. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love the part uh, or the channeled message where you said, uh, stay tuned and you'll see because uh, I definitely do believe that God is creator channels through us differently and we all have different messages and so i really love your main point about connecting to self and silence i know for me i always talking i always talk about sitting in silence oftentimes for me it looks like taking a bath in quiet and seeing what comes to me and how like how i describe silence is just so comforting <laughs> now <laughs> when i was younger i did not like silence but then as i'm older and i've come to know myself more like sitting in silence feels very com comforting and sometimes I'll just have ideas or thoughts come through as I'm sitting in silence and it's just like <sighs> I can hear myself think and breathe myself can speak you know that's how I feel when I sit yeah. in so I really love that example you gave because it's a message of silence that's not just for me to my selfish face but from somebody else that's saying the same thing and so I'm just saying this to show my selfish babes that it's so, so important that we connect with ourselves, that we have silence and that we hear ourselves because I really believe we have a lot to say to ourselves, but we're so bombarded with like so many messages and media. And like sometimes those things are fun, like Instagram, you know, or like, you know, YouTube or the commercials or the radio and all that, all that is great. But when we sit with ourselves, we have so much to say, you know, and it's, it's only if we just like listen. Mm -hmm. I have to say we'll be eternally guided um, to the next thing so I just want to say thank you thank you so much for sharing that absolutely ah yes 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 oh I'm just loving this conversation and, <laughs> and I, I think it's also solitude right so you can you can sit with yourself and not necessarily be in silence but having time with yourself because I think so many people don't realize that they distract themselves through always doing things with their friends or their partner or their family or you know anything to distract them from sitting with themselves because they don't want that inner voice to get louder and louder but you need that inner voice to get louder so you can see through right some of some of the things that um that are really creating like a self prison for you right because your ego likes to attack you with different things and so you have to sit with yourself long enough to see through it and develop a loving relationship with yourself yeah hello my beautiful selfish babe we are taking another commercial break to talk about my pray for your damn self course if you want to learn my step-by-step -step process in creating your own affirmations to start shifting your reality and believing bigger for yourself, then you want to take my Pray For Your Damn Self course that I have linked 
below or above, or you can visit selfishbabe.com. Click on courses. Now, you guys know I'm always talking about the power of your words to shift your reality and how everything is energy. And so if you're a woman out there that's really having a difficult time making and creating your own affirmation specifically for the things that you want in your life, then you want to take my Pray For Your Damn Self course where I take you through my step-by-step process in creating your own affirmations and the same process I use to create my affirmations. You can visit SelfishBabe.com, click on courses, and then click on Pray For Your Damn Self course or look for it in the notes in the show. I love you. Let's get back to the episode bye okay so i have multiple i have like (laughs) (laughs) so first i want to ask you can you tell us a little bit about your self-love journey and what that looks like for you yeah oh my gosh self-love um my self-love journey my conscious self-love journey really started um when I was in college and I studied finance. So I had this huge dream to uh, get my finance degree and I wanted to work on Wall Street. So for those of you who don't know, my professional background is actually that of a a licensed stockbroker, banker, and financial advisor. Um, And I've been in this industry for the past eight years. And so as a black woman wanting to break barriers and be in that industry, I had to overcome a lot of my own um, limiting beliefs. And as I started to recognize certain subconscious beliefs, such as, you know, this coursework is too intimidating, or why would this multi-million dollar client take me seriously, or I'm not capable of doing this, I don't come from this level of wealth, or this family, or this background, Um, or I don't have these resources, like all of these things that would arise within myself, I had to look at them and I had to heal them and I had to realize that they were conditioned beliefs. And in developing this loving relationship with myself, I recognized that God's love for me, the universe's love for me um, was the only real truth. And through that love, I was capable of doing all things that I set out to do. And so, yeah, really, it's it's interesting that my career path, my professional path is um, responsible for so much of my spiritual awakening. And, you know, people would think that they're two totally separate worlds. um, But for me, it was so intertwined and it was all connected. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So I want to know. Who are like your favorite spiritual teachers or people that have inspired you along your spiritual journey? Sure. Um, Some people might not like this, but one of my favorite um, people is actually Kanye West. I know you wouldn't consider him to be a spiritual teacher, so he's one of my favorite. And the reason why is because when I was going through my spiritual awakening in college, I'm like 19, I'm thinking that I'm losing my mind. Um, And one of his interviews, he said, like, I am a God. Like that level to me of just knowing who you are as a a divine being at that time really connected to me. Um, And there have been so many other things that he said that I really connect, I connect with. Um, I also love Oprah. For me as a, a spiritual black woman, there weren't many black women that I could look up to who truly understood spirituality through like from my lens and she has so many interviews talking about how, you know, the Oprah show wasn't just about her having a talk show. It was about uplifting uh, the human collective consciousness, about giving people opportunities to understand themselves on a deeper le- a, a deeper soul level. And if you look at so many of the spiritual teachers now who have a platform, Oprah was the one who gave them that platform. Mm-hmm. And so seeing a black woman be that successful, but also be that intentional yeah. was just extremely um, motivating and empowering for me. Now, when it comes to actual spiritual teachers, um, I would say, Esther Hicks, who channels Abraham Hicks. Yeah, um, I went to one of her conferences before <laughs> I saw, and that was okay. nice. That's yeah, it. like obsessed. It, I mean, without those teachings, I would not be who I am today. As I was going through my spiritual awakening, I just literally would, for hours, listen listen to her talk, and through her, felt like the universe was communicating with me. Um, and that's what helped me with just tapping into my own manifestational power. So yes, love her. Um, who else? 
do I absolutely love? I feel like there are so many. Um, Neil Donald Walsh, he wrote the book Conversations with God. He's another channel, amazing. I love Bashar, he's a galactic channel. Um, yeah, there, there's so much. <laughs> I like those examples. You put me onto a few. I don't know, I've never. There's a black man, his name is Elliot Jackson, and he channels Source. Um, he actually goes unconscious and Source takes over his physical vessel. And he also has a series of books. You guys can look it up. It's called the Sapio uh, Discourses. Phenomenal channel. And again, seeing a black man in that space has been amazing for me. Um, so yeah. I love it. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like when I was first going through my spiritual journey, there are some people like I really love, like Lewis Hayes, Esther Hicks, and there's some other people, but how can I put it? Um, there's this book called The Game of Life and How to, how to Play It. Mm -hmm. And it's by this um, older, older spiritual teacher that has already passed on. But I realized for me, when I started Selfish Babe, I wanted it to be like connected to like people like my age, our, our ages, because we're, we're roughly the same age. Right. For me, it's like, I want these concepts that they've been talking about. They sound so grandiose, but I wanted it to kind of like be able to be digested for, for people and like personal development be fun and not just like this whole rigid thing. And so um, I'm really grateful to be able to have guests like you, Erin, who are able to come on the podcast and kind of share perspective. And I feel like really gives a new face to spirituality and personal development and what that could look like, especially as black women. Um, it's nice to see black women around my age that are really into spirituality and and having their own personal careers or whatever they're doing and being, and being very successful. I know you had mentioned Oprah for a reason. Not only was it her intentionality, but it was also like her success, being a black spiritual woman and being very successful and being very paid. And I think that's very important. <laughs> exactly. And I know that you go by the Sacred Hustle on Instagram. Mm -hmm. What do you provide or what do you teach for those that want to maybe learn more from you or be guided by you? Sure. So, um, if you visit my Instagram account, there's already so much content that you can digest, but I do offer personal one-on-one -on -one sessions. And that looks like channeling your unique spiritual guides and providing any messages of clarity that you need at this time. Um, I, I'm working on a manifestation course right now that's not available. I'm also writing a book on um, the spiritual nature of money. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> So yeah, right now, the best way to work with me is to check out the one-on-one -on -one sessions or two, I do have a program called Sacred Soul Awakening for other intuitives who are looking to step into their spiritual leadership. So in that program, um, that looks like activating your spiritual gifts if you have any and also giving you the confidence to to show up in them and create a thriving business around them. Um, so I'm really big on what I call the frequency of success because I believe the universe is a success and so we're here to be successful. Um, that includes having money. That includes manifesting your hopes, wishes, dreams, and desires and, and having a overflowing abundance in your life. So that's really what I teach. That's what my content is about and that's why I named my platform Sacred Hustle um, because it's all about you know the sacred the the sacredness behind us creating these dream realities. Okay and what is the website they can go to? www.sacred/hustle.com or dash hustle.com. <laughs> make sure I have that directly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For any uh, selfish people listening like oh no I want to check this out. Okay um I have another question for you. Ah, oh, I just remember it. Okay, so do you feel like you're able to channel light language on the spot? Or do you feel like you need to like- Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to know, if, for those who have never heard light language, if you would be able to demonstrate how that sounds and maybe at the end, what that message was. Okay, so I'm getting right now um, that I'm gonna be, this is gonna be an angelic light language transmission. I'm gonna channel in English. Um, first, just a, a message for everybody listening, and then we'll follow it with the light language. And let me just see what this light language is gonna be for. Okay, so this light language is going to be a heart healing, I'm getting, um, so releasing any dense energy around your heart, creating more space for you to connect to the divine love that is already here for you. 
um, so you can truly understand um, this is channeled right now. So this is the angelic realm. Uh, greetings, dear ones. We're uh, so happy and excited to come to you in this way through this divine sacred channel. And at this time, we just want to remind you of your magnificence. You are all such beings of magnificent light and love, but you have forgotten and that is absolutely okay. And just know that we will always show up. The universe will always show up through any person, book, movie, whatever you can imagine to remind you of who you are. You are a divine being of love and light who's capable of all things. There is nothing within this universe that you do not deserve to experience or have. And the truth is that everything that you desire is already a part of yourself. You already have it. You are the universe itself. You are energy. You are magic in motion. And so this light language activation is going to be a heart expansion activation to allow you to connect to that part of yourself that is already one with everything and open you up to the divine love that is here for you and so here we go guys and there we are <laughs> wow Aaron. their energy is just like so fun and loving and playful right now and they just literally it feels like they want to hug every single person listening to this through my being um so that feels amazing for me. Thank you, Erin. See, guys, <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I really appreciate. It. I appreciate everything that you shared. I appreciate your perspective, and I'm so grateful that you've decided to show up as your authentic self and that you continue to do so. As we are ending this podcast episode. Is there any last minute message or last thing that you want the Selfish Babes to? Yeah, I know your platform is all about self-love. And I just want to remind you guys that self-love is about loving yourself beyond any condition, right? It's loving yourself beyond the job that you have, the amount of money that you make, the clothes on your back, where you live, all of these things that you think you need to validate yourself. Mm -hmm. Self-love is the love that you deserve because you exist. And so every single day, um, as a practical, a practical exercise, what I'm hearing is make a list of things that you genuinely like about yourself, right? The characteristics about you that you like, because to love yourself, you have to first like yourself. Yeah. And so we're wanting you to fall in love with yourself, but first you have to see the things in yourself that are worthy to be praised. And you have to be the, the one to praise yourself before you can expect any anyone else to do so. So yeah, I just want you guys to spend time loving on yourself, seeing the light within yourself, the beauty within yourself, how amazing and magnificent you are as a person in this world. And that self-love will grow every single day. The more that you start noticing your divine traits, as opposed to the flaws that your ego wants you to focus on. Thank you so much, Erin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was